Good morning again. It is a wonderful, wonderful morning. It's absolutely delightful to see you and be together with you. Pastor Tom reminded you that at the end of the message, we plan to have communion today. And if you wish to participate with that, there are trays back there. Go help yourself find one. There are some that are gluten-free, I'm pretty sure, and they're marked on there too. So just, just be welcome to be a part of the body and participating with us in that. Delightful to have you with us today. It really, really is good. It's good to be part of God's family today. Welcome to all of those of you who are joining us online. It's, it's amazing sometimes just to see the number of people that come together and meet live together in this building but uh, just to be reminded that on a typical week, we will have 2,500 to over 3,000 people who join us online, and that blows my mind. Uh, it's just uh, glad, glad that you're here. Yeah, welcome, welcome. We have congregations meeting right now in Arizona and in Old Mexico and in other kinds of places who are just gathered together watching us, and way cool, guys. Great to, great to have you as a part of this. So, so I got a cowboy joke. <laughs> it, it, they say it happened in Hewlett, and and a certain banker from Hewlett told me this, so you know it's got to be true. <laughs> he bad news and good news. The bad news is there's this young cowboy who accidentally swallowed nine little plastic horses. That's not good. Good news is, he's in stable condition. Good to see you too. Great to have you here. How about, how about we get to something that's uh, a little more serious? Let's, let's just, let's dive into God's word. We're back in the book of Philippians, but I wanna set, set it up a little bit. And, and this is kind of insider stuff, but, but I, we're in Philippians chapter four, and I love the book of Philippians, and I love the book of Philippians chapter four, and it has a couple of gigantic themes in it. One is about contentment, we're, we're gonna get there. One is about rejoicing, we're gonna get there. There's other gigantic themes that just excite me, and I wanna get to it, I wanna teach about it, and so I've been ready to do that three weeks ago. And, and in fact, right after Dawson spoke for us, I was, I was ready to jump right into that. And then it's like God's spirit said, whoa, 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 back up, back up, look at this. No, 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 I, I need to get to this. No, 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 you didn't hear me. Back up and listen to this. So last week's message was about that, and many of you have focused and commented on that, and, and, and this week's message is about that. This part of the passage, I was just gonna skip over. It's pretty personal, I didn't think it had much to do, anything to do with any of us. But as it turns out, it does. And, and God had to back me up three times and finally I started paying attention and said, oh, oh, this is really good stuff. And, and I hope you feel that way too because I'm excited about it. And, the, and the, whole, the whole theme of the message, the whole passage of the message is get along. Can you sing it with me? Get along. Uh, get along. That's, that's what it's really all about, is, is that we need some historical background, just some perspective. Because in the middle of this, we're going to read this passage addresses two women by name, Aodia and Syntyche. 
that's as close as I can get to pronunciation. We, we, I don't know. You don't know either, so it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, and 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 we don't. We haven't heard about them otherwise. But they they are addressed. It's it's, it's unique actually in Scripture. They're addressed by name, and the idea is, Aodia, Aodia, and Syntyche, get along. And the rest of you help them get along. Huh? And you think, seriously, the great apostle Paul is writing this letter to the whole church of Philippi, and here we're studying it 2,000 years later, and he calls these two women out by name. <laughs> Dude, don't do that. But he does. Interesting. I'm going to say some things that, that I'm going to speculate a little bit here. I'll just tell you that. But it's obvious he's saying this because it's obviously that there was a, it was well known in the church that there was some headbutting going on. This wasn't a surprise to anybody. So he wasn't telling secrets. This is not gossip. This is, these two women are struggle. And I want to address this, take this head on. It's obvious, let's go back in history. The church at Philippi was actually led by women to start with. That's interesting. Paul is over into Europe. This is one of the very first churches that was established in Europe. And instead of going to a synagogue for his first sort of gathering place, which would have been a male-dominated kind of culture and society, Paul gets into this town and he goes out to a women's prayer meeting by the riverside. That's where he starts. Interesting. There's a woman named Lydia who, who's a merchant. Uh, she's, a, she's a dealer in high-end uh, uh, merchandise. And she is obviously a leader. And she's one of the first ones that sort of gives Paul a platform for the teaching about Jesus. And she and her whole household are baptized and comes to Jesus. And frankly, at the starting of Philippi, other than Paul, the, the, the pastor, the missionary, it's, it's, it's led by a group of women. Interesting. So I'm speculating now, but it could be that this Aodia and Syntyche were part of the group of this first group of women that helped start this church. They've been leaders in this church, and now they're struggling. Leaders do this occasionally, you know. This is not a woman joke. People do this. You've heard of this, right? They're having conflicts. They have a difference of opinion. And they're, they're strong people, and they were leaders, and they're struggling. And Paul's saying, get along. So let's talk about how he does that. So, so, so put that in context of this, this struggle. We live in a world today that's at war. We live in a culture that's at war. <laughs> For some of you, it's more up close and personal than that. And there's some principles about getting along. Let me, let me just give a caveat. Many of these principles work for anybody, anytime, anywhere, in any kind of a conflict. But some of these principles only work if you are a believer, a follower of Christ. You're, go, you're going to see some of that. Some of them, if you're not a Christ follower, you would say, uh, don't pass go. Don't forget to collect 200. You've got to do that first because you can't really fit this principle into somebody who's not a Christ follower. So let's, let's, first of all, let's read the first one. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, 
I'm just I'm gonna leave this verse up a minute or two because I want to point some things out. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. Now, last week we talked about this standing firm in the Lord in this way. This is how we stand firm in the Lord. This is how we stay strong and in this way. But but now we're in this context of conflict resolution, of getting along, and what's this? First of all, let me just let me just poke a little fun at this verse. And you can do that in church, by the way. I've done it a number of times and God has not made a grease spot out of me yet. So so we'll see. Hold your breath. We'll see if this works again today. But watch this. I got to tell you, this verse is warm and fuzzy. Seriously? I mean, I'm looking at Paul saying, you're set this up. You want to tell these people to get along. And you put it in context of, what's this? Brothers and sisters, family. Aww. Well, well, what's this? I love and long for you. Oh. You're my joy and crown. Now, now, now watch this. Dear friends. Oh. You hear what I'm saying? Fuzzy, a lot of fuzzy words. Good concepts, though. But, but, but watch out. Here's what's important to us. Not the warm and fuzzy stuff. Well, that may work too, but here's what's important to us is that he's putting this disagreement, this fussing, in the context of we're family. We're friends. We are loved. Put it in that concept. Right, so early, early on, as I began prepping for this, I I I read through it, and I, and the warm and fuzzy just jumped out of me, and I'm thinking, yeah, I got to make fun of that, and and I mean it's cowboy church, you know, we just can't have too much warm and fuzzy, uh, and so I got to make fun of that, and 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 but as I went along, it dawned on me, wait 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 wait, wait a minute, context of family and friends, he's remember he mentions brothers and sisters. Have you ever heard the phrase sibling rivalry? Hmm. So family's not always warm and fuzzy. Hello? Some of you understand the word divorce. Ouch. I'm sorry. Some of you have heard it more than once. Ouch. Hello? Well, let's, let's think about this a minute. See, in the context of family and friends is wonderful, but but can be harmful too. Do you, have, you, have you observed this? That the people who are the closest to you are the people who can hurt you the most. Right? Somebody I've never met and I see him in traffic and he makes a rude gesture at me. <laughs> it really doesn't give me a bad day. Like, yeah, whatever. But somebody you really know and love, when they hurt you, and intentionally hurt you. Now that, that hurts. You with me? Some of you know that pain very, very well. Some of you may be experiencing it right now. I don't mean to exacerbate your pain. I'm just saying to you, wonder, wonder, wonder why then he's putting this in context. Paul's not a warm, fuzzy guy. He's not just doing this to butter you up. He's not just doing this to say, oh, come on. This conflict is nothing. He's saying, wait a minute. This is where you really learn about conflict. And he's talking about in the context of a church, which should be all roses and smiles and honey and love, right? I've been in church all my life. It's not that good. I'm just telling you, if you think everybody goes to church is perfect, 
talk to me. No, don't talk to me because I'll mess you up. I'm just saying, it's, it's, not, it's not all that good. Imperfect people get together and I've, I've questioned this with God. Like, what, what were you thinking in this marriage thing, God? In the beginning, God created and, and God said, let us make humankind in our own image and our own likeness. So he made them male and female. He made them, hello. What were you thinking, God? Really, you wanted us to model what happens in the Holy Trinity, this wonderful, and you made boys and girls? And you didn't know they'd be different? And you said we'd get together? <clears throat> you didn't see this coming? And I think he did see this coming. Hello? Understand one of the reasons God puts us in family. By the way, one of the reasons I would say to you, and, and let me speak to some people who may be online only today, and you say, yeah, I don't want to show up like and go to a real church because there are people there and I don't like people. That's precisely why you need to be here. If God only put you in a group that was perfect, you'd never learn much of anything. Hello? It is the people who are sandpaper that teach you the most. It's the people who have a chisel. <laughs> I don't like those people, but chisel and a big hammer, and you start learning. Hello? God puts us together in context and community, even family friends. Let's go to the, let's go to the next slide. It pops up in that. Because families and friends can fuss, but really functional, good families and friends learn to protect and love in spite of that. Can we talk about that? God is saying, don't expect to never have conflict. That's a false expectation. Don't expect to never disagree. Learn to make that healthy, not harmful. Learn to make that a stepping stone, not a stumbling block. I'm spouting some cliches here, but I'm just saying to you, that's a real key, that, that in the context of family and friends learn to get along because while we get together and we can fuss about stuff, we can figure it out, sometimes not. But in a healthy environment, we can figure it out in a way that protects and loves. And that's what he's talking to these two women is, I want you to remember that I'm writing to brothers and sisters. I'm writing to friends. I'm writing to people that I love and long for. I'm writing to people who bring me great joy. I'm addressing in that context. Let's go to the next verse. Now, you get their names. Here it is, and, and, and I'll just read it. We've talked about it, but I plead Watch, watch his context here. I plead. I'm asking. I'm begging. I'm, I'm not directing. Paul wasn't ab above saying, you know, he's the guy that get in your face and say, do this. Cut that out. Start doing this. Make sure you do this. Now he's saying like this. I plead. I plead with Aodia and plead with Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Huh. Let's watch. Let's go to the next slide. That, that be of the same mind in the Lord. That, that's the key that I want to pull us back on. Be of the same mind in the Lord. So there, there's, there's two subs under that. And, and the first one's going to be this, that, that 
Be of the same mindset. Be of the same focus. I want you to remember, oh, if we could come into conflict to say, what do we agree on? How are we in the same mindset? How are we in the same focus? What's, what's the next thing? Let's go to that next slide. And, and, and that really helps us to be of God's mind, to catch his mindset, to be in that focus with God. I, I'm, I'm on the same page with you. Yeah, we disagree about... Usually, do you notice you disagree about methods and strategy? He's saying, I want, let's make sure we agree on direction and goal. Let's make sure we get the big picture right. Let's be of the same mind and be of the same mind in the Lord. This is one of those principles I would say to you that, that may not work at all if you're talking with someone or have a conflict with someone who is not a fellow believer, who's not a fellow Christ follower. Being of the same mind, you can do that somewhat without being a Christ follower. But being a Christ follower says, here's a good question to ask. Does this matter to God? In fact, I'd ask a couple of questions. Is it clear from God and God's word what God says about this. Well, I'm a Christ follower, you're a Christ follower. If Jesus says this is the way to go, it's a no-brainer. End of, end of argument, right? What happens though if you think God says this about that and I think God says that about that? Ah. In fact, that could be some of the most vehement arguments because now I've got God on my side. And so do you, see? And you're thinking God's up there going, oh, people, 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 seriously. Aota and Syntyche, come on, seriously. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Hello? But, but people, people see rarely divide over huge things. They usually fuss about little stuff. Smile. Talking about you and me. Right? So, but, but you say, when, when you come to the same mind as the Lord, you start realizing perspective. Is this big enough that God would care? Is this big enough that God has an opinion? Is this big enough that it matters? And where would the heart of God take me here? Where would the focus of God take me here? I want to be of the same mind within the mindset of the Lord. Same mind within the mindset of the Lord. Let's go to the next one. See that same mindset focus within God's mindset. All right, let's go to the next verse. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion. This is translated yoke fellow, a leader. So there is a leader that's in this passage unnamed in the book of Philippians in the church of Philippi that Paul is writing and he's saying, so I've written directly to these two women I'm writing you, what's this? Help, don't, don't harass, help these women since they, watch this, help them, help them. And I'm gonna put up later, you'll see, remind them, but watch this. Since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. These have been fellow workers, they've been right by my side. And for the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of the co-workers, they've been, they've been in there with the context of that, whose names are in the book of life. Now let's pull some principles out for that. First of all, help them, remind them. And here, let's go to the next one. That, first of all, the cause. 
I want you to remind them that we're in the same mindset, we have the same cause. I want you to help these women, remind them of the fact that we have been workers together for the same good cause. Ah, that's a big deal. Get along is, are, are we in the same good cause? There may be different ways to get to the same place, but are we getting there? Are we in the same good cause? Let's remember, in this case, it was the cause of the gospel, the good news, sharing the good news of Christ. And Paul is saying, I remember these women. I have great affection for these women because they were fellow workers. They were co-workers. We were together, together promoting the cause of the gospel. So please help them to get along and remind them. We're on the same team here. Hmm. You're aware, of course, that the most serious disagreements come from people who are on the same team. Hello? I mean, you sort of expect not to like the people on the other team. It may not be good what I just said, but it's true. But, but it's people on your own team, again, that you share really the same cause, the same goal, you're going the same direction. And that's frankly where our enemy seeks to confuse us and divide us and distract us because he doesn't like our direction. So he wants to get us chasing ourselves in circles instead of saying for the cause of the gospel. That makes sense? Let's go to the next slide. And that is not just the cause, but the co-workers. That's this community. He said, I want, I want to remind them that we're in this great cause together. We've done this great thing together. And we're in great company together. We have great connection and great community together. I said earlier that it's great for us to gather together. And even please don't isolate yourself because you say, well, uh, people annoy me. Join the club. People are annoying. I annoy me sometimes. Come on. Are you with me? People are annoying. That just goes with the turf. But he's saying you need to be together because you're reminded that we are we're, we're partners. We're co-workers. We have community. We have connection. We have goals. Yes, these people care about the things I care about. These people are going in the direction I care about. These people are going. It's, it's a common factor. It is, it is the factor of, what's this? If you're, reminded, if you're in the middle of conflict, and you can remind yourself, huh, wait a minute, we're family here. We're friends here. Huh, we have the same mindset here. We have the same focus here. Huh, we have the same cause here. Like what really matters, really matters to us. Huh, and huh, we work together. We're in community. We have context. There's one more, let's go to that one. And, and that is, he says, these are the people whose names are in the book of life. I got, I got some good news, bad news for you. Good news, my name is in the book of life. And one of the things that means is that I'm going to heaven. Bad news is, if you're going to heaven, you're stuck with me forever. <laughs> Get used to it. Because I'm going to heaven, you're going to heaven that's like forever. See, so God puts us together now saying, get along, get used to it. Because like you're going to be together forever. Now the good news is, God says he's going to make me better. <laughs> 
And the really good news is he says he's going to make you better. <laughs> See, so I won't be quite as annoyed. <laughs> no, I'm feeling good right now. I really am. But, but are, you, are you with me? But, but put this in the context. You know, you can fuss with somebody and then you're reminded, wait, 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 wait a minute. I'm going to spend like forever with that person. Oh, boy. Esther and I have been married 53 years. That's pretty much forever. And we still love each other. Almost all the time. Actually, we love each other all the time. We like each other almost all the time. Are, are, are you with me? But, but it gets better. But God's saying, you're in the Lamb's book of life. You're together forever. Get along. That's one of the reasons that he puts us together. Eugene Peterson talks about people that fuss about the church they're in, whatever, because they don't like the people. And, and Eugene Peterson says, you're in the perfect church for you. When I first read that, I didn't like it because I was not happy at the moment. And it wasn't about you guys, it was before this. But, and, 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 and he said, no, because God has put you together with people, some of whom great on you, so that you can learn grace and forgiveness. And oh, by the way, they may be pointing out something about you that needs to be changed. <laughs> I hate that. Are you with me? And so he says, I want you to get along because your names are in the Lamb's book of life. Now I'm going to segue, obviously on purpose, to the fact that in just a moment we're going to be taking communion, the Lord's Supper. Do you see this word community? That's the same root word as the, from which we get communion. This has been historically called the communion of the saints. <laughs> say, well, that lets me out. No, no. If you're a Christ follower, God says you're a saint. I know, I know. You don't always act like it. God says you're an insider. You're a saint. You're set apart for me. So therefore, you're a saint. That's what that means. And I want you to receive communion because you're a community. It is an affirmation that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm receiving what Jesus did for me on the cross. He shed his blood. He gave his body so that I could have life everlasting. And if I simply receive that gift and accept by faith what he did for me, my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And we've got to put up with each other forever. I'm in. Amen? That's the communion of the saints. And so, I'm not pressuring you. You may or may not feel like doing this today. Whatever. That's fine. I'm okay. But I'm going to pray that God would bless this in a moment. And pray that God would bless this to say, remember... Remember right now, and those of you who are online, those of you at home, whatever, I would encourage you to get some juice and some bread or a cracker and receive the blessing. And, and by faith, we'll receive that that comes from Jesus. And by faith today, we will receive that blessing. Remember, if you're sharing in community and sharing in communion, get along. Figure it out. Work it out.
get along because there's bigger stuff than what you're fussing about. This is bigger than that. So, let me pull your attention in this cup that you may have. Turn the juice side down right now. Peel the top off of that side with the bread. Jesus said, this is my body which is broken for you. Take eat in remembrance that Christ died for you and be thankful. Now turn that cup over, please. Try to peel that off without spilling it. Although his blood was spilled. Jesus said, this is my blood which was shed for you for the remission of sins. Think about that for a minute. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Drink this cup in remembrance of me that Christ died for you. Holy Father, in the name of Jesus and by the power of your Holy Spirit, we are so grateful today that you love us. You died for us. You lived for us. You gave yourself for us. We receive your gift as payment in full for our sins and believe that you are our Savior, our Redeemer, and that by receiving you, we are completely forgiven and have a new life with Jesus. Our names are in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. We're so grateful. Now, if you know it, would you pray along with me the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into evil, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, it's real simple. I'm betting this week you're going to be challenged by somebody that's annoying. It's not my fault. I think God's going to do it. Here's the word. Get along. See ya. <laughs>